And this is Dota Today. Welcome to Dota Today. I'm Sean Vanneman with James Lawler, and today we are talking to Curtis Ling, who you know as AUI2000. How's it going, man? Hey, good. Thanks. Yeah, uh, thanks for doing this. Um, (laughs) And congratulations. uh, Yes, huge congratulations on DAC, man. Yeah, thank you. It was unstoppable. It was like so fucking awesome to watch you guys just wreck. (laughs) It was really great. are you like chilled out after that or like kind of gearing up for like like what's what's your what mode are you in right now? Um my entire team's pretty much just relaxing right now. There aren't any big tournaments coming up for us. We're just doing really bad qualifier games right now. So <laughs> like we're not practicing. Yet. We'll start practicing when we have a tournament to practice for. Cool. Um and how long? So I'm not really super knowledgeable about like when people move from team to team and stuff like that. But how long were you on EG going into DAC? Like how long had you been playing with those guys? Um, my first game, <clears throat> sorry, my first games with EG were like the beginning of January, probably like January third, January fourth, and Gosh. DAC. I don't know when DAC was, but I was with them for like a month. <laughs> awesome. Maybe like uh, three weeks. That's really quick to jump into a huge tournament with somebody, though. Yeah, it, it's it was sort of an easier transition just because, um, like at this level, you sort of know how other teams play, and it just so happened that I would play Zai, who plays sort of similar. Uh huh. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah. Um. Was it? What was? Did you guys just think you were gonna win this thing? Because you played like <laughs> it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, did you? Uh, like, it was like pretty impressive. <laughs> going into the tournament, I think top three would have been above expectations. Wow. Um, when, did that change at any time in the middle in the tournament where you went like, oh, you know what? Like, I think we're gonna win this. Like, or was it just still like keep fighting, keep pushing? Don't like like. No, I, I thought I thought secretly she was gonna win. Yeah. Until we beat them. So, <laughs> but like when we played the finals, it was and us like the loser bracket finals. Like the games are pretty easy, I guess. They, everything just went very smoothly for us. So I think as we beat Secret, we sort of gained a lot of confidence first Vici, and then playing the Vici games it felt pretty good yeah it really felt like your plans like everything was executed exactly as planned i don't know if that was actually true but it definitely seemed surprisingly smooth except for samael getting ganked like four times in (laughs) three minutes or whatever um and that was that the third game of that yeah that was the third game yeah that was insane yeah i have a question about that actually like when you're so in your role like samael's is getting fucking wrecked like, are you paying attention? Are you just sort of trying to focus and, like, you're on the Enigma, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. I, are you just it depends to... what hero I am, because on Enigma, I can't really do anything. Right, right. So I'm just going to keep farming jungle. I think um, that was a combination of, like, Simil probably shouldn't have gotten killed that many times. Yeah. And uh, Peter maybe should have stood behind him a bit more. Right. The problem that game is um, we thought the top lane would go a bit better for us if it was more of a 1v1. Mm-hmm. And Clockwork's apparently really strong in that. Yeah. So Peter couldn't camp Sumail like he wanted to. Yeah, he wanted to help out top. But uh, yeah, you that's the question. That. Like, yeah. if I'm a support and we're like a defensive tri lane, and you're mid sort of getting ganked a lot, like sometimes you just go sit behind him. Like right. you need to make sure your core 
at least has something. You will stack cats from. Mm-hmm. The biggest problem that game is since I'm a jungler, like Storm can't even catch up from yeah, jungle yeah. stacks. That's what I was gonna say. Is like, so do you just sort of have to? Because sh- that's stressful, right? Like, <laughs> like when that's happening to your core. Like, do you just have to shut that out and go like, you know what? The best thing I can do for my team is just be super efficient right now and like just hope it comes something good happens. Yeah, so, I mean. Yeah. Like, you have to, your core and, or your entire team has to just try to keep a positive atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Because if, like, your mid player starts whining when he's getting ganked, and your team literally can't do anything about it, like, everyone's going to start hating, hating to play that game. Yeah. I, I haven't seen, I haven't watched a ton of interviews with Samail, but even at his young age, he doesn't seem like a whiner. He seems like he just kind of gets mad and is, he just decides he's going to kill people. <laughs> like, that's a yeah. sort of, yeah. He, he's really good, but... He's still inexperienced, I guess. Yeah. Um, have you? I I don't know. Is it like out of the ordinary for you to play with some, like play on the same team as somebody of that age? Like, or is he, is he as much of an aberration as I think he is? Or is there just a whole bunch of like fifteen to nineteen year olds who are super good? Uh, I don't know. Well, I played on Dignitas. We played with like Snaking when he was a lot younger too. Right, 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 right. And um, like. The thing about the all the super young people coming into Dota, for some mm-hmm. reason, they're like they're super insanely good mechanically compared to, compared to the older players. Yeah, and I guess that's just what happens to the scene. I know in like League of Legends, all the like most of the old guard, I guess, uh-huh. like the original LCS players and stuff, they're all getting replaced by new players. Right. There's only a few who aren't, so it's just the older players need to like stay tuned. I guess I don't I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. It's like it seems like it's I don't know I was like so happy for you guys <laughs> like I was just so stoked for EG like um even though like you were on, I guess you were on in TI four you were on Cloud Nine correct is that right I always get the time yes. screwed up yeah. um, and TI three Dignitas yeah and I remember there was just a buzz in the room about EG during TI four and when they lost like. God, I've never seen people so bummed out in my entire life. Um, and obviously, like you, like your past year between teams has been like not optimal. So to like watch everybody sort of sync up who have had sort of a kind of a difficult pro- professional year and kick ass was like really cool to watch. So like congratulations, it was like awesome. Um, do you? With a, like unexpected success, do you, does that change anything when you look forward to the summer and the tournaments coming up, or is it just like is it more pressure or are uh, you more excited because like you're like okay we like, got that one under our belts and now we can just keep keep it going. It it definitely gives us more confidence. <clears throat> Sorry, um, like the thing is going into DAC like we didn't think we were going to win, but going into all the upcoming tournaments like we know that we have a good chance of winning. And we know that we're a really good team because mm-hmm. of that. Like, it was, it's really hard to determine how good you are because we bootcamped before DAC, but we went to like um, Boston and we were playing primarily NA teams, some mm-hmm. Euros, but like the scrims just weren't very good. Mm-hmm. Like, even if we were winning anything, it, we couldn't tell if it was because we were good or just because the competition wasn't up to par. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, we're pretty confident now, I guess. That's great. 
Did you guys do anything special to celebrate afterwards? Or did you specifically? I went to sleep. <laughs> you it was great. Sleep. But I mean, after, you know, after you get back. That was very rewarding. <laughs> when, I, when I came back, I went to sleep too. That was good. No, I, went, I went to a few dinners with my friends and stuff. But like, I didn't do anything crazy. Yeah. Um, was there a time before that that you... Or when was the time that you realized that being a pro could be a career for some indefinite amount of time like you were going to be able to make money off of this live on your own and make a good amount of money off of it uh, and be comfortable like not scared all the time like you probably were years before that well i, I never thought i could make this much money but <laughs> yeah like i think even going into dignitas i uh i thought that is possible to play it like on the side during school mm-hmm and then tournaments started growing. So as I went into um, Kaipi, I think that's when I thought that you could go pro full time if you did well enough in the scene. But when did you know? Did like the speed gaming win? Did you know like, hey, I can, I can definitely do oh. this. I don't know. I've never thought about that. Like, I guess, I guess it had to be that Mudgy win. This is the first time I made any real money in Dota. That where did you Where did you grow up? So great. Sorry. What where did you, you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Vancouver. In Vancouver, awesome. Um, and was was what was? Did you have a plan before like gaming took over that ever that maybe your family <laughs> was super stoked on I mean, I had you a, having? <laughs> I had the typical Asian plan, you know, you go high school, get good grades, go to university, get good grades, become a lawyer. Yeah, doctor. <laughs> that was my plan going into university through from high school. But yeah. I started playing a lot of like StarCraft two in first year. Mm-hmm. I started playing a lot of Dota two in second year, and I liked it a lot more than going to school. In class, so, yeah, you surprised me. <laughs> Talking with really. sort of piggybacking off of what Sean was asking about how you keep your mind in the game when someone's getting ganked a bunch or a bunch of bad stuff happens in the game. If I can jump back to one of the, I, I was, I remember looking at Sean during this, and I was like. Oh God! The C nine game, lower bracket round two, TI four, when you guys tried to do Roshan, if you remember, versus Vichy, and then it went to hell beforehand. How do you regroup after that? Is it possible to fully regroup after that? Are you just down after that, or how does that go on team chat and everything? Um, I mean, even if everyone knows that the chances of you are winning are really low. In Dota 2, there's, like, maybe not that patch for that game, but in this patch, there's always a chance of coming back just because mistakes by the enemy team are so amplified and everyone makes mistakes in Dota. Like, even the best teams in the world will always make some stupid mistakes and potentially let you back in the game. So you just have to know that there's still a chance, and if you play perfectly and they don't, you can always win. So you were literally thinking from then, basically before Zero... Like, they have to make some mistakes. It's yeah. already on us, them to make I mean, mistakes. You sort, of know, you sort of know that just off the draft in some games, though. Because some games you just get drafted. It just happens in Dota. You yeah. just know you're relying on yourself to outplay them or for them to make mistakes. And outplaying still happens, but it's gotten a bit more rare, I guess, just because everyone's gotten better at the game. Yeah. And the, the rubber band experience helps, I'm sure, some, too. Yeah, helps a bit too much, probably. <laughs> Are you so? Um, if you guys aren't practicing, like, what's your like life like day to day? Like, what do you 
do you, do you get to dictate mostly like how you like what you're doing um uh-huh. or are you like, <laughs> like I, I don't know i'm always like i'm always kind of wonder like how much of your day is like okay it's like dota related sort of job you feel like you're working versus like oh i just uh, I, I don't feel like i'm working at all to be honest right now I never really feel like I'm working when I play Dota, even for practice. Like it's, it might become a bit of a grind, but it's not like I play support, so it's not like I usually grind a hero in like solo queue or something to learn it. Right. Just because um, it's really hard to grind a support hero in solo queue, and you won't gain much out of it. Mm-hmm. How did but, you sort of find your role? Like as uh, like when you're like, oh, I play support. Like, how did you sort of like that? I mean, after that? playing Carry on Dignitas, I sort of wanted to role swap to offlane. Mm-hmm. But um, Envy asked me to try out for Kaipi, mm-hmm. and it was going to play on Europe servers plus. So I thought, like, there's a slot for support, or Envy could switch to support, and we decided that it was, it was way better for me to play support, and I just went with it. What do you think made you better at playing support? I mean, at, at that time, I was not good at support, but, like, it was easier to play on hyping, mm-hmm. and it's not that hard to learn a new rule in Dota. Like, he just, especially if you have someone to teach you, like, um, Pilot, I taught me a lot on support. Mm-hmm. It it sort of showed us the process by a lot. Like, I was, I was able to play a comfortable support before Emoji, I think, which was only uh, maybe a month or two after TI. Wow. Wow. But, mm-hmm. like, even then, it, it still wasn't, like, top tier. It's just, you just have to continue learning and keep watching people and learning from people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, like, are you happy with your game right now in terms of just like how you're playing or like, is there stuff you're working on or like things that you're like, oh, I got to get better at this or that or the other thing. Um, I definitely need to improve on a bunch of stuff. I think I'm going to play it. It's sort of weird because uh, it's hard for me to determine like where I stand compared to other pro players mm-hmm. because I, I think I'm, good at some specific things and i'm really bad at other specific things whereas most people just can do everything i support right so uh, <laughs> i don't know i don't know about, yeah <laughs> you're, you're pretty good <laughs> like i think like yeah um you said before about how you every tournament or every even match i think you've said you try and learn something and take away with it in one of your uh Owie's two cents videos. Um, yeah. You still feel like that's true? Did you learn a lot from DAC? Uh, yeah, no, I definitely learned a lot from. You learn a lot from every land for sure. I, I don't know if I still learn stuff from every pub. Like at, at one point, I was just learning something from every pub I played, mm-hmm. or like forcing myself to try to learn something, which sort of works, I guess. But yeah. Do you focus on stuff specifically, or do you just kind of play naturally? Like talking to Blitz a couple weeks ago, you know, he's when he's serious about playing, he's very like regimented and what he's going to learn and like what he's trying to gain out of every, he's just like very disciplined or do you play more instinctually? I mean, that sounds really productive. I I don't do that for books. (laughs) (laughs) For for scrims, you might have an outline for your team. Yeah. Or what you want to practice that day. Like, Oh, you want to practice your bit playing safely and then having a lot of pressure on the map. But like, you can't do that for pubs as a pro player. Like you will, you will get so bored. Yeah. Yeah. Is that where you get all of your, basically practice info then so if you don't learn anything from pubs and you're sort of i should i guess like uh you still learn some things from pubs but it and a lot of pros like if you spam a hero to learn it you'll still learn a lot about that hero and stuff but 
overall learning about the game like you won't learn that much about pubs like trying to set up for a gank or like if someone's farming somewhere like at the pro level you can so, you sort of expect people to farm in certain places and in pubs it just doesn't happen so ganking sometimes is sort of weird like in pubs i just i just run places and i assume they don't have wards and then i run into someone and i kill them whereas <laughs> in pro games like you're gonna feed if you do that so right. and i feel like as support it's also a little harder in pubs just because the difference from pro game i mean because if you're the carry your steel can work in farming patterns and blah 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 in a pub but yeah i mean for a like grim or a match i really like playing, support. i really like playing support in the old patch in dota but this new patch supports really really bad because um hmm. there's two things that make it really bad it's one if you gank for someone you get like 30 gold if you don't get a kill and they get like 370 yeah. instead of both of you getting 200 which is insane that's that was a really bad change and um the other one is if you create a lot of space early game as a support and your team's ahead you're never going to get items because every time you get a kill you're getting like 30 aoe gold mm-hmm. and but whereas if you're behind a support and you make a comeback then you get a lot of items on support dispatch yeah so but, it's sort of I, weird how the poorest person on the map is the winning team's five if there's like a clash huh yeah that is interesting and also obviously if you lose one team fight all of that work you yeah. did you probably made like 10 decisions that were right and you guys make one wrong decision and it's even again yeah which is really kind of rough it, it is rough i mean I, I don't mind the concept of the patch i just think the execution of it still needs to be tweaked a bit tweaked mm-hmm. yeah 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 fair enough that's interesting that's fascinating does that like does that when those big sweeping changes come in does it like affect your like attitude as like in your role like you find yourself just kind of being like getting bummed out or you're like oh just you know like whatever that's the game it is that's the way the game is now it's sort of your job not to to adapt to it i guess right yeah like if like the patch is the last thing you should ever whine about and it should never be mentioned in the game really because that's like the biggest (laughs) thing you can't do anything about right like yeah for sure and it's it's obviously applied to everybody yeah yeah like so yeah and does, how much of that stuff like this changes? Like, do you find yourself rethinking like your sort of your habits or like your instincts of like, oh, I'm like, you're not gonna gank as much, or you're going to focus more on X, Y, or Z because of that stuff, or do you still try to play the game you played before the patch? Oh, you definitely need to tune what you're doing to the patch. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know a good example. Well, the patch that let Navi tower dive a lot. Like right. when, that got, <laughs> when that got changed, like Navi didn't change their playstyle enough, and they didn't, and they sort of stopped completely dominating because, like, the people remember back then, like Navi was untouchable. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. That was fun though. It <laughs> was watch. fun to watch. Yeah, definitely, definitely fun to watch. I was gonna say though, you're somewhat notorious for not playing in in-house leagues really much, or I don't know, ever, like NEL or any of those things? Do you just not find them useful, or you don't find them fun, or pubs are enough, or what's the what's the reasoning? Uh, I play in NEL a bit. I only play if, like, a lot of my team's playing in it, basically. I I, I think they're good for, um, if you're a top-level pub player, to break into, like, get into a, a pro-level playing. So, mm-hmm. like, smell or TC. I think they're really bad if you're, like, you just hit 5k and you're just playing them and you're trying to learn. I, I think I, I think the environment sucks. Like I, I, I don't want to say hate, but like I hate ninety percent of the people in the in those leagues. Not hate them personally, but like hate how they act. Okay, it, it is insane. Like something goes wrong, and they just or before anything goes wrong, they're just they're just talking so much about like I don't know. 
the, the environment is just not conducive to learning. For a pro, for a pro player especially, or also for those five uh, K people, I, th- I think it's good for pro players because no one okay. should talk to you. But like for like new players, like I think it's really bad. Okay. Do you think at the at that same hand does MMR? You you talked about this a little bit in your always two cents. Does it sort of stop mattering at a certain point? You sort of said six to six point five K. It's probably you're mechanically sound enough to be a pro, probably. Um. You know, I, I don't know. Probably, like if you have. The thing is, uh, if you want to break into a pro scene, you need a lot higher than that, because the pros who are playing right now, they probably have some sort of experience or game knowledge that their MMR wouldn't matter so much. I guess. Of it, course. It, if every pro spam the ladder, I think you should expect them to be able to get seven k if they mm-hmm. pick the right heroes and stuff. Like, that shouldn't be a problem, but if you want to break into a pro scene, I think you need to be higher than that, probably. Like, Sumail was 7.4k, I think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and, like, well, MMR, it's, like, the system isn't perfect, and, like, matchmaking systems will never be perfect for the people on their fringes, but it's still, it still tells you something about the player, you know? Like, it, if you're going to say, if you have a 7k player and a 6k player, like, the 7k player is almost always going to be better than a 6k player. Which mm-hmm. is obvious, but I don't know why I said that. <laughs> well, I don't know. Still, I... It's like, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know if it's entirely obvious because this, there's so many aspects to what being good at the game entails. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you also mentioned how some of those players just spam one hero over and over so it's possible. Yeah. If they played another hero, they would be on the same level as that 6k player. I guess. That, they just spam Meepo all the time or something. It's also how people treat matchmaking. Like, the goal of, if you're trying to become a pro, like, the goal should never just be to get your MMR super high. It should be to get better at the game, to progress to a point where you can become a pro player. Which, um, which is sort of hard to do, because you also need the super high MMR to get noticed. Yeah. So... So it's sort both. of weird there, like because you don't want to like spam troll till you're like above seven k, if you're trying to become a pro player, and then someone notices you for your MMR, but you just suck in scrims because you're not playing troll every game. Although but... bulldog, <laughs> worked yeah. okay for bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I guess that's true. I, I don't think that'll happen again. Like a player who can only play a few heroes, like getting into a pro scene at a top level. And bulldog wasn't. I mean, he he wasn't f- flexible, but he wasn't that bad for hero pool. You only need to be able to play like four heroes. Yeah, is it easier offline you have to play fewer heroes or harder? You think? Uh, I, I think any row. If your team drafts around you, you can just play like three or four heroes, and it's fine. Okay. Do you ever like when you do you ever think about adding a new hero and like what goes into that sort of like oh I'm gonna start playing this this hero now. Uh, I guess this is where pubs are really useful. You right. play heroes in pubs, and you just if they feel good, you play them a bit more. Mm-hmm. You practice them there before you play them in scrims. Uh, that's pretty much just how it goes, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, firstly, for me, I play here, and I'm like, oh, shit, this this thing's so, so OP. Like, that's the feeling I need to have in order for me to think that it's a new hero in Dota. Interesting. Interesting. That's cool. If one of the heroes who's not in captain's mode were to come in, which one would you want it to be that you'd be excited to play? Uh, Oracle or something. Yeah, I, I want them to be removed, but you want them to be removed. Yeah, I want them all to be removed. I, I think I don't know. I hate playing against all of them. <laughs> so, 
I, I think they're all pretty broken right now. But I have no idea. Like, when Phoenix got added, I thought he was going to be insanely broken. He got pretty ner- nerfed pretty heavily, but I thought he's still viable. And it was just, like, by DAC where people were starting to pick him, even though he got passionate in a long time. Like, the pro scene adapts relatively slow. And Yeah, it seemed like Ice 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 had the best take on how to play Phoenix. I don't know. I think we did, actually. I, I think yeah. we... Maybe Ice Ice Ice's individual play was really good, but our, our drafts around Phoenix, we definitely had a yeah. good sense for it. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know how intentionally they happened too. Like when we drafted like the Tinker Tree Phoenix lineup, yeah, like we had a lot of stuff to keep them from hitting the egg. And then after the game, we're like, you know, it's sort of cool how laser stopped them from hitting the egg, but we didn't think about what we were drafting. Yeah, it wasn't PPD, and you weren't <laughs> no, talking about that. No, no. Draft. <laughs> that that was crazy. <laughs> like it, it's sort of funny because um, we also drafted like Naga Axe, and me and Sumail knew that you could sleep into call. Mm-hmm. Like, while Sleep was still on, you could call him. That got passed out now, so I can talk about it. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, but, like, uh, Peter drafted it, and he had no clue. So, <laughs> <laughs> Peter just, you know, he's, uh, he's a subconscious genius. He's, he's, okay, he's no clue about it, and it's really good. We lost that game, but, yeah. That's really funny. Um, so you've been trying to work on your videos as well. I don't know if you're getting back into that, but your replay analysis and the Owie's Two Cents, which are fantastic um do you have stuff you're really trying to work on in the future with those things um or what I really can should we look be... forward to right now the like i need i need to just go back to making those because i got really lazy well you had dac you were changing teams you're really busy i don't know if that's lazy yeah but for the past month i've been doing nothing i have actually been doing nothing i been... <laughs> <laughs> need to rest sometimes you need a break. Insane. i'm so lazy right now but <laughs> Uh, for a future, you're I in hibernation. Like... You're just like you're 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 conserving energy for you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the future, I really want to talk a lot about more concepts. I wanted to, I want to do a video about like casters and how I think. Like the main idea was behind is like how I think casters can improve, and how I think like players are really quick to criticize casters, which is also sort of unfair. Mm-hmm. But there are things that they can improve on, like. I don't know, casters don't ask players about what they do in games enough, I think, too. And that leads to sort of, like, a weird um, con- like conversation in a caster where the caster doesn't quite know what the player's doing, and it just looks like the player's doing something stupid, but he's taking a risk because he's behind, and they have to take risks when you're behind in order to catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to do one on, like, sort of defining something like micro and macro in the game, because I think that's useful for learning for people, just having defined terms. Because when you improve at Dota, I think it's really hard to improve in Dota compared to other games, because you have no idea what you should improve on. Or you have a general idea, you just don't have concrete terms. Or you get overwhelmed, like I need to be doing 20 things at once, especially when you're first learning, I have no idea. Yeah, so I want to sort of put out more videos talking about that stuff, but I just need to... uh, force myself to do them sometime that sounds really interesting um so you you ended up on eg just because ppd asked you is that kind of how i think i saw an uh, interview where you said like ppd's like hey i mean yeah. i got i got a skype message kicking me so i i messaged peter on skype asking okay. to join the team That's how, how long have you got have you guys been friends for a long time no nah, i never talked to him ever oh really nah. i only <laughs> talked to universe while we're in dignitas and outside of dignitas yeah. we didn't talk that much like okay so it was like, we talked a bit and we made the Aladdin video. Right. But we weren't like we weren't like messaging every day, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah. You're like more like uh, like colleagues or whatever. Like you're he's just like does the same thing you do. Yeah. Um, and it seems like 
Is the fit, like is the fit good? Are you really like it? Is the you guy you're you must be happy because you guys are winning and it seems you know, like I'm, yeah. I, I don't know. I, it it's sort of insane because like we won, but I don't know how well we were fitting before that. Right. Like right. it's really hard because um we're sort of we were sort of forced into a team, right? Yeah. Like EG. EG was the only team that didn't really kick anyone. Like, Secret kicked people, C9 kicked people. Uh-huh. And EG was sort of the leftovers of that. And then <laughs> we won, which is great. That was so satisfying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> entire... <laughs> but, yeah, I think I think it'll work out. Like, we know that we have five really smart players that are motivated when they're big tournaments. So, I think it'll be good. Mm-hmm. It seems like you're all pretty capable of being critical of yourselves and looking at what you guys did wrong really well as opposed to just getting mad at it or anything. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. That's accurate. Is it... Are you guys? Are you still friendly with C9 people even though the, the dumping sort of by Skype? I, I do not talk to C9 people. I don't hate yeah. them, but like you just... Even while yeah. we're in the same team, like I don't, I don't know how much we would have talked outside the game anyways. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah. just uh, like see now we practice every day, and for extended periods of time. So if we're already spending like six hours a day together every day, like I, I don't know how much I want to uh, keep talking to those people. Like you sort of get. It's not that you're already sick of them, but you want to avoid getting sick of them too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Because you can I mean, it's like any like job where you work closely with a bunch of people. Like, yeah, you want to have like good chemistry and like and like not be like grinding your teeth in anger when you're around them all day <laughs> sick of the person yeah but um at the same time when you go home you kind of you want, don't yeah. you don't want them to be the only people you see the entire day yeah yeah interesting um <laughs> yeah well it's also probably helps that you guys all live in mostly different places yeah yeah and we're also we're really constrained by time zones like yeah well we were like um yeah, but after better, practice yeah. some people would go to sleep and then some people would have just woken up and stuff so yeah because PBD lives in Indiana, is that right? Or he's from there? Yeah. yeah. I mean, for for EG, it's really easy because we're all North American. Okay. Yeah. Samil moved to the US and lives somewhere. Yeah. Probably, yeah. Been, like eight <laughs> months. Moved like eight months ago, I think. Yeah. He's in Chicago now. Oh, cool. Cool. Um, so, what are the things outside of patch stuff that you want to see change? Is there stuff I know people talk about? You talked a little bit about saturation stuff, which is sort of a good problem, I feel like, for Dota 2. Like, you know, uh, 10 years ago, no one's making money, but. Uh, I don't know if it's a good problem because, like, the viewership number, or I shouldn't say so much the viewership numbers, just the tournaments aren't hype. Like, no one really cares about. No one really cared about, like, uh, I don't know, like Starladder 10 or, like, Dream League Season 2. Like, people sort of cared, but it wasn't... It didn't feel like a big thing. Like, DAC and TI felt like really big things. And uh, people I talked to were really excited for them. Mm-hmm. But, like, my favorite thing is, like, if someone recognizes me in some random place, I like to talk to them about the Dota scene. Because they're, like... That's the closest I'll usually get to a viewer outside of, a like, them going to an event, which isn't yeah. really a fair um, demographic, because they're attending the event so they're obviously stoked for it or something right so whenever i talk to those people they're just like well it's it's less exciting like there's a lot of games uh the biggest thing i would want to change is like i, I think some of these qualifiers are really dumb like I, yeah. I you expect teams to go on you you want them to go on because they'll make your event better 
but you make them play like 20 qualifier games, which is insane because, especially in North America, where I don't think EG has lost a single qualifier yet. Yeah. And every tournament needs EG in their. Well, I shouldn't say need, but they want EG in their tournament for NA viewership because that's good. Yeah. yeah. You. Yeah. Successful teams have to be there. Or people aren't going to care. Yeah. Like, if they don't invite EG, then that's who the qualifier spot's going to. Like, that's killing the NA scene too. Interesting. Yeah, there's kind of the friction of you guys obviously don't want to play in the qualifiers, so there should be more auto invites. But then, you know, they want to get as many games as they can because that gives gives them more money in some sense, the organizer. So they want you to have to qualify. Yeah, that's. But I mean, those qualifier matches. I mean, I guess they probably. I guess and whenever EG plays, I'm sure people watch. So I'm trying. Yeah, to exactly. Like yeah. if there are fewer of those top teams, if there are no top teams playing in the qualifiers, no one, maybe no one watches. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know how it's going to work because um, I, I guess we'll see a bit for ESL because I think they're inviting a few top teams. Yeah. I think they've already announced one or two. I don't remember. Sorry. I, I shouldn't talk about it since I don't know what's announced. But like, uh, I think inviting teams might not hurt your overall tournament viewership stats just because. Yeah people will be able to see these newer teams in better lights and they'll be able to get more hyped up for them to her tournament. Like, after EG, like, at any time, EG played in a tournament qualifier for NA, like, no one was hyped about the NA teams. Yeah. Like, they just, like, EG was probably the best Western team for an extended period of time. So, yeah. you have these low-tier professional teams playing against top one professional team and it's hard to be excited about them like you just think the NA team scene sucks they probably think they suck since they're losing CEG all the time and they're <laughs> not they're all just like disbanding because of it hmm. which is I don't know interesting you think they shouldn't you think they just need more practice and the um, problem is they don't have the competition under their belt yet I don't want to say that teams shouldn't ever roster shuffle but like if you're going to oh, roster okay. shuffle it should be for sort of more better reasons I guess like it shouldn't just be like on C9 we play complexity and then like they kick someone straight after our games that that's mm. insane like you can't kick someone out of like just anger after you lose one match like it has to be because like you have a history of problems or like something's not working out and you know like you should try to fix it before um before resorting to roster shuffle I think because as I think stability is sort of a bit overrated. I think the winners of TI and DAC coming from sort of unstable backgrounds sort of elude that. But like you still need some stability, especially when you're improving. Because if you keep changing other things, you're going to have to keep teaching them stuff to adapt to your team, and then you can learn as a team. Whereas if you just stick together, even if you have to work through some problems like that, you're going to continue to learn together. That's interesting that you think it's it's overrated. Um, I, I think stability is a bit overrated. Hmm. It's definitely overrated by the community. Interesting. Yeah, I have no I, no concept of that. <laughs> you know, like I can't even begin to like think about how important that stuff is or isn't because there's like nothing really quite comparable. Like I can't think of another job or sport that's kind of that's like being on a professional Dota team. <laughs> you know, like even if it's not super similar, I think any team sport you have to. There's some gelling, but maybe yeah. some sports it just takes less if you just have more talent or f the roles fit 
Yeah, I guess basketball is a decent comparison in the, like, that Kobe and Shaq hated each other, for the, even though they were winning championships. <laughs> um, do you guys, like, uh, how important do you think just a like singular strong leadership is? Or is it more important to, like, just have a cohesive, like, organic, like, vibe with the five people on the team? Uh, I think the best leader chat format for a team is you have one person who can make the end decisions. Like, mm-hmm. you need someone to make those decisions, then, but everyone has to contribute during a game. You can't have one person telling everyone what to do. Otherwise, um... He can't look at everything at once. There's yeah, not... they can't look at everything at once, and, yeah. like, it's just not possible to do tell everyone what to do. It's it's good to be able to call team movements. Like, one person can call all the smokes in a team, probably. Mm-hmm. But even then, like, if you know a team's like that, you can just say whenever um, I'll just use PPD example. Whenever PPD's bane is missing, you have to you just play safe. And whatever, if he ever shows, then you can play super aggressive because no one else on the team's doing anything. Right. So, but at the end of the day, it has to be there has to be one voice who, whenever they say something, everyone instantly does I, that thing. You, you, yeah, because you need cohesion in your decisions. So, like, if, if Peter says team fight, then we're fighting. Yeah, like that, that's the end of it, and you can just go in and you know you're fighting. If he says back, then you all immediately back, and you need to do those things together. So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I was just I'm in my brain to think about being the last guy, the guy who doesn't back fast enough and just being fucking owned. <laughs> that's just always, no, always that. Yeah, I'm like I'm like I like you always need yeah. to do that together. Yeah, it's, 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 just it's sort of it sort of me for a second. I was like, oh, I should do that. I There's always that, that in pubs, like everybody back, and then one person goes in, and then one tries to save him because oh yeah, and it's and just a fucking Rube Goldberg machine of death. I always do that. I always try and save someone who's so dead already. I'm an idiot. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's funny. I, I I don't want to keep like asking questions about like team chemistry and team dynamic, but it's just for some reason I think there's like something about like from afar you get a vibe from the five people on EG right now that just it seems like it's working and that's really cool. Like it's nice to see that. Um, I don't know. Uh, I got that same vibe from like Alliance and TI three. When I just remember seeing the five <laughs> because of them they won together. every game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you'd see them all like after a match, and you're like, "God, those guys just look like they just committed a crime together." <laughs> you know, like <laughs> yeah. it's it's easy to stay happy together when you're winning. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right. You, um, you never lose. You look you look like you know what you're doing. In terms of your like career, do you have a plan, or are you just like gonna keep playing for as long as it's fun and you're successful? Um. I actually did an interview yesterday for my university newspaper oh. where there's a lot of questions about that. Yeah. And I I don't know, you know? Like, I, I know that I want to play for as long as I can, basically. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know that's number one. And then I think I want to try to stay in the industry after, whether, like, whether it's working with a team or casting or, like, even with a company being a sort of an esports manager or something like that. I think working in the scene would be really cool because I don't know. I don't particularly want to go back to school. <laughs> and okay. I, I love working in the video game scene. Like I, I really I really like the people in it. I like the community. Like everything is really cool to me. Like you're flying out to crazy events and stuff, but 
Are you interested in the gaming community like at large? Like, do you play other? Do you play like single player, or whatever? Like, you know, do you play like fucking Half Life? <laughs> you know, like like do you play like um, other games, or is it mostly just competitive online? I, I play, I play some Counter Strike. I did know that. Yeah. Play is definitely a loose term there because I'm not good. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I don't really play many other games. Interesting. Yeah. It seems like there's like, like so like I make games, but they're all like single player or whatever, like things like this. But like I don't play pretty. I only play multiplayer stuff, and it feels like that's a definitely like a trend I see amongst a lot of people. Not James. James, you play fucking everything. But um, <laughs> a lot of people who just like play Dota a lot have like Counter Strike as like the side thing that's really fun. But then other than that, like games are like it kind of falls off for me it's like really hard for me to like get up and like play whatever like the order just came out yeah i'm not i'm not a big fan of single player games um i played starcraft sort of competitively before Mm -hmm. and that was sort of more single player i guess even though it's a multiplayer game you practiced alone you played alone stuff like that it's not a team game yeah Yeah. i I could not practice in that game so (laughs) like it was it was impossible yeah it just got so bored so yeah the social aspect of being on a team just sort of keeps you engaged as a yeah just just having other motivated people working alongside you yeah yeah because like you can you can sort of feed off their motivation like c9 fed off envy for example for sure right so (laughs) he's so interesting to watch and pub so much he yells at people i always enjoy it yeah, I don't, I don't even think you win more because of that. Like, I, I'm sure if, if Envy was just super nice to his teammates and sort of... Like, when I play pubs, I just I just hint at stuff I think my teammates should do. They, they <laughs> You're really like a nice help. girlfriend. Who's just like, like, you like just, it would be nice, honey, if you made What do you think no, about I'm getting like, this item? Yeah, no, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I'm like, hey, do you think this is good? And they're like, uh, okay, I think it's pretty good. And they're like, oh, sweet, I came up with a sick item. And they're all hyped, and then they play well. But I think, I think if Envy did something like that, like, he, he'd also be, he'd have the same MMR. And, but, like, if that's how he wants to play it, then that's fine. How much just, does that stuff matter? Because, yeah, you do it that way. Envy does it the more aggressive type 10,000 uh, times and say it 10,000 times. Blitz does it the... He talked about last episode how he just assumes that everyone else on his team is an idiot and doesn't pay attention to them at all and just tries to focus entirely on himself. I mean, I, I, every pro player assumes other pubs are going to be idiots. That's just how it is. But he does nothing. He doesn't tell anyone anything. He doesn't... He, <laughs> I, like, he just is in his own world. And that's fine if you're playing, like, Storm. I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah like you can play the hero that can solo a game, but like if you hit the random button, I, I think I, I don't know. It, it's it's really about how you have fun. Like if Envy has a lot of fun leading that way, then he, that then he should continue doing it. Like I wouldn't really have fun leading that way. In Does pubs. he have fun? I, can't I think he has fun. I mean, okay. if he's playing for that much every day, then he's experiencing something right yeah <laughs> there's some, some sort of get the positive feedback yeah like eating a hate engine or something <laughs> sometimes yeah. it's just competition though like sometimes people just get obsessed with a number or or winning in general yeah well, that was the blitz right I, I enjoy winning more than i enjoy having fun yeah like the quote the full quote of that entire talk yeah yeah i, I don't know i recently i haven't cared that much about winning my pubs I've just been playing, doing my doing my thing, running around. But you seem to random a decent amount whenever I watch you stream. Like you'll play I, whatever. You're not playing. I, I usually not for solo queue, just because yeah. um, I, I don't mind playing anything in a pub. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, I'm very indecisive, so I don't know why I pick. So is it partly also that you're always gonna have a feel for every hero, so you play against them better, or it's just uh-huh. because you enjoy doing that? Nah, it's it's. I just hit the random button just because. There's there's no like specific learning reason for it. I just. I mean, it's good to know to play every hero, especially as you're learning, but at this point, it's just because um, it removes myself from having to pick a hero, I guess. Yeah. But do you I, feel like... I about... cause... Oh, sorry. Because I, no, I don't ahead. know how all the like, troll pickers and stuff don't feel bad about themselves. Like, don't you feel bad when you pick that <laughs> pick button? Like, <laughs> like I, don't, I don't want to pick a, pick a hero and just get to a high MMR that way. It just doesn't feel right. Yeah. There's always one in every patch, right? There's a Meepo, there's a Tinker, there's a blah blah. Uh, Meepo! Meepo is the most insane hero in PUBG still. Like, you yes. cannot win yeah. versus a good Meepo. That, that's just, that is the one hero you know. Like, if you see a good Meepo in the game, you know you lost. Unless, like, your team has specific counters for him. Cause yeah, it doesn't they, they wait happens. till zero and they pick Meepo. Yeah, it doesn't matter what happens. Just, he's just going to use his clone stat camps and then he's going to win. Yeah, like, I really hate that. That's the one I don't uh, I think. Uh, I can't remember who said this to me, but like he's just like getting high MMR with any hero, like even troll and everything. It, it's still really respectable. Like if you're a seven K player, no matter what hero you pick, I'm still gonna think you're really, really good at the game, except for Meepo. <laughs> Meepo, except for Meepo? Like, no, like Meepo is insane. You can be like a five K player and get seven K with Meepo. I think. <laughs> okay, fair. you heard it here, you MMR climbers, Meepo. Yeah. Clones stack the jungle. But you said that's win. okay. You said yeah. you think it's okay to spam one hero after five k. Yeah, I mean, if that's what you want, if if, if all you want is high MMR, right? Like, yeah. you have to set a goal. Like, if if you want to just hit a really high number on your Dota profile, then sure. But you have to also realize that once that hero gets patched out, or you want to do anything else other than just maintaining a high number on your profile, like spamming one hero isn't gonna necessarily do that for you. Does anyone in the pro scene care about it? Like, if you're playing against another team and they have one guy who's 7.4 and the rest are 6, are you actually thinking that that guy's better before you even play against him? Or are you just like, uh, who knows? Not for us personally, but I, I can imagine it being like that for some of the lower-ranked teams, I guess. Like, if I... um. If I started to see, like, there was some Sumail hype before he joined EG, even when he, like, especially when he stood in for Root and stuff, like, and he was like 7.4 cancer, and he was like, if I uh, saw those videos and I was going to play his team back then, like, I would have banned out Tinkerstorm. Well, yeah. still good, right? So I, I think it's sort of like that. Like, you, and especially since um, at that level, you sort of know everyone from pubs, anyways. Yeah, so I guess there's, there's only like 50 of you in the world who. <laughs> Queuing yeah, it, yeah, like, at that MMR. Yeah. So, I guess you sort of focus on one really good player, but I have no idea. Cool. Yeah. Well, hey, because you're winning all your qualifiers anyway, so you're not worried about yeah. it. Yeah, no, yeah, I know. Hopefully, don't <laughs> don't lose for like a while. That's the goal. Just like just win like every. I, I, I hope we're gonna win all qualifiers because yeah. I've never been in a like I've never not practiced for so long. Basically, yeah. So the team environment EG sort of. It's a change for me. Uh-huh. I, I can see its advantages. I can see some of its cons, but it, it's an interesting change. It's very relaxing, I guess. I get to sleep a lot. <laughs> That's good. Very good. Are That's... you worried about burning out ever? Do people burn out? Is that Have you witnessed that much? Like, um, just playing too much and the team just gets frustrated or anything like that? It, it definitely is a thing. I, 
I don't know. Like, if you boot camp together, that's or team house, that's a really big thing, I think, in the Western scene. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like team houses. I, I like boot camps, but I don't like team houses just because that burnout does happen. And I, I don't know how much is playing as much as you're just playing with the same people over and over, and then you're living with the same people over and over. So if you like, if you interact with one person too much, like I think you just usually sort of get sick of them. Yeah, that makes sense to me. I mean, it's not like any sports; they all live in one house normally, as far as I know. Maybe like curling or something. <laughs> curling, <laughs> curling. They're probably in a there's Olympic a, house. Like, there's, a, there's a cabin somewhere. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, hey man, I know you have a match in like ten minutes, so we won't. We don't have to keep it much longer, but um, yeah, it's fascinating. Like, did just hear you talk about the game? And, uh, uh, that's the time because we have to wait for the for the game before it to end. And have oh, no okay, idea. okay. Games, oh yeah, it's always starting late. Which what uh, tournament is this? Uh, emoji. Emoji. Okay. I don't even know who we're playing. So <laughs> <laughs> you're very well prepared. No worries. Yeah. Peter, Peter, Peter is amazing. Sometimes he looks at picks and stuff, but right now, I've, I, I mean, I tried to look at picks before this. I like, I googled their team and I tried to find one Ghost Gamer, and I don't think I found the right team. So, <laughs> well, you tried. <laughs> I, I, you did everything like, you possibly could. That's like I don't know. I was like trying to like. It's re- it's hard to keep up as a fan of the scene. Like, like I guess like liquid like, Liquipedia is okay. Um, yeah. But just sort of like getting like when are these games and who's playing when and like what's the bracket and like what is it what's at stake and what matters, like it does. It's really hard to keep. I do up. know who we're playing. <laughs> okay, sorry. Who are you playing? <laughs> yeah. Playing Patso's team. I know them. Oh okay. great, sick. <laughs> but no, it is totally hard to keep. I mean, that is part of the problem with having too many qualifiers. It's, yeah. It's well, even in client, if you click on like the okay, what is this tournament? Whatever, like. There's no bracket. There's just like past games, and like I mean, it's, it's just live games now. Like it's just like it's really a pain in the ass. The, yeah, yeah, it is for sure. And these games are very um, low impact for us, I guess. Like mm-hmm. we we were treating they're, they're practice for us. Like we're treating them like scrims. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't know. You know that other team is freaking out right now. I, I feel like I, I'm being too disrespectful to my opponents here because they they actually have a decent shot of beating us in these games. Right. It's just uh, it's it's hard to be motivated to prepare really hard for them. And I mean, I'm still gonna look at their picks now before the match. Like I was just kidding. I I, I will look. At that. <laughs> but, like, uh, it's just I don't know. Well, you guys it's, are on more of a break. You just yeah. Well, that's all. Yeah, that, that's, that's all it is. Mm-hmm. But yeah. You did not come off as disrespectful. No, no. It's just it's hard to treat every match like it's you know DAC finals. DAC finals. finals. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. That is a problem for me. Yeah. <laughs> do you right. wish there was so, like? Do you so like if you think of, like baseball, right? They play like 162 games in the regular season, tons, right? Like, but they have sort of a permanent record that follows them all the way through the season, and it has implications on lots of things like this. Do you wish there was more cohesion? So you sort of like had a really like strong like internal like compass more of a circuit, or not necessarily. Does it, yeah, or just like just some sort of like cohesive team MMR. Yeah, <laughs> team MMR. Team I M- guess I mean, there's yeah. sort of third party ones like on Ghost Gamers and stuff like that. I yeah. don't. Yeah, I don't know how much I would care about things like those, especially since um how they. It's really hard to. 
Like in baseball, I guess every normal season game. I don't watch baseball, so I'm just assuming okay. here. Every regular season game is worth the same. But in Dota, if you're playing some random qualifier and you lose to a random team, you're going to lose like 1 billion points on Ghost of Gamer rankings when your entire team didn't care about it and right. you didn't need that game to qualify. So uh, Yeah, there's nothing like that. That's why yeah. it's, it's sort of weird in that way for Dota. Because mm-hmm. yeah. like, you can't statistically gauge how much the team is going to want to win that game or if they care about that game at all. I mean, you can, but not like sort of as an algorithm for your entire ranking. You'd yeah. have to do that individually, and that that would be insane. Like you can't do that. Right. So, no, yeah, Cinderin right. kind of compared it to tennis. Remember? Yes. James, which yeah. I thought was pretty smart, right? Because, like, I mean, if like Roger Federer gets beat by like some like some hope, you know, some like hobo, <laughs> like some bum <laughs> off the street, he just you know, wandered onto the court. <laughs> yeah, like you know, um, that's going to probably impact his world ranking. Maybe I don't know. Um, but it doesn't really seem like. Do you guys? You guys don't really care about that stuff too much, do you? you just want to win big tournaments, right? Yeah, I I know some people look at the rankings a bit just because it's, it's a fun ego thing. Yeah. Hmm. Like, I didn't know there was one. Yeah, there's like a joint Dota one and a Ghost of Game one. I, I don't look at them because, um, I don't know. There are too many I, outside factors, right? I don't get enough of It's not that I don't think they're relatively accurate. It's just I don't really care about them that much. I think they're worth looking at. If you want to get like a, if you just want to look at it and have a quick overview of who do, who are the top teams in the world, like if I was a uh, article writer and I never watched Shota before, like you should look at it to just get a very brief determination of who's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that but makes sense. it won't give you anything in depth, and I guess that's what I expected. Like you wouldn't expect anything in depth from that, right? Cool, man. Well, hey, let's uh, we can wrap it up and uh, let you prepare for this team that. You, uh, <laughs> you, who are you playing again? Void Boys. Void Boys. Awesome. Man. Stack. Cool. Well, and thanks so much for the time, man. It has been great talking to you. And, uh, good luck, uh, in this match and good luck in the, in the immediate and long term future. I'm yeah, excited to watch success. you guys. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Keep Thank winning. You. It's really fun to watch you guys win. <laughs> so, um, cool, man. Well, uh, take care and thanks again. The sweet success and failure. The sweet success and failure